1: All
0: right, hey, yeah. It will be all right oh, in the morning. It will be all right. Hey. Yo, join the conversation. Hashtag Marshall's Play.
1: Hey, happy no, new year. What's the motherfucking deal, honey? Happy 2022. <laughs> we made it.
0: Listen. It's a thing. What was y'all new year's like?
2: It was chill. I was at home alone, chilling. I got hit up by a van with uh, Elements of Hope out in Baltimore. They pulled together a call with uh, some trans guys across the country. And so we brought in the new year uh, together East Coast to West Coast, you know, a couple of folks hung on for the West Coast people. Um, met some other folks in the community, so that was pretty chill. It was pretty low key. Stayed up a little late and then went to bed. <laughs> so <laughs> it was, it was, it was chill. It was nice to bring it in with folks.
0: Very twenty twenty of y'all. Bring it in on a call. okay?
2: Yeah, I thought hey. I was gonna be at home by myself chilling, you know. So it was, it was nice. It was nice to bring it in with people.
0: So yeah. Okay. What about you, Bia? <laughs>
1: um, we try to do something less traditional uh this year because we've been going out every year. We we end up going out, but still we wanted to bring in mm. the new year a different way. So we kind of wanted to like le- um go to the bayou and um watch fireworks and smoke a jade. <laughs> What's the bayou? And so like we did the whole countdown and everything, and as soon as like it turned twelve. We lit the blunt, and we the fireworks popped up. It was a cute little wow. romantic one, too, but we only got to see one firework. But <laughs> we on a Southwest, so everybody was turned up. So we seen fireworks on the way back home also. So afterwards, wow. um, Yeah, afterwards, we ended up going to the club to see some of my friends and stuff. And the girls was out. Um, Tokyo Styles, Mia. Um, Japanese faces. I forgot her real name, but a lot of ballroom people was there. It was, it was, real wow. cute. Was, it
0: was kind of hot. I, I low key almost sweat out my balls, but it was, it was all right. I saw I on the on the social media. I saw um Milan Christopher here. Yeah, they was um, all out. It, it was a bunch of celebrity queer folks out in Houston. Where? What is, is the what
2: is the What's the Bayou?
1: The Bayou. Um, it's Hershey Park. Um, Diamond is the person who showed us, um, when we had first did our first, um, well, we tried to do our first, like, um, like promo for Marsha's Plate and we went mm-hmm. out into the field and it was cute. So the, we, we end up really liking that spot cause it's really close by our house. It's like five minutes. So it's like a little safe location when, and where it's you called can dog Buffalo and,
0: Bayou. It's really It's just, it's really scenic and pretty. I just, I went on a date one time. (laughs) One time, a dude took me on like a fucking walking date. And, you know, at the time I wasn't as big, but I was like, who the fuck take you out on the walking date? This is stupid. (laughs) But I did it anyway. (laughs) But it's now one of my best dates of my life because it was so fucking, so fucking nice. And, the conversation was fire. He w- it just was all on point. So I was like, oh, I need to not complain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, so once I went there, I was like, okay, well, um, this is one of the most beautiful, like, as far as like nature-y places in Houston. I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna try to come here. And then when we was doing the promos for when we was gonna launch March's play, I was like, oh, we should go there, and that's what we did. Yeah, it was cute. So, so
1: it we end up romantic. It was all right. It was cute. I I enjoyed out. No, I ain't gonna lie. It was a little shook. We had to run. We had to run past like the dark parts. But it was cute. <laughs> I, bitch, you all know what's in the woods. Was, it was oh, shit. Like like the the woods. That's a little
0: scary. Yeah, it's like the I mean,
1: woods. Hell yeah! I heard twigs and shit. I ain't never running. Oh in. no!
0: Mm-mm. We got
1: to go underneath like an underpass where it's like grooves and rocks and shit. But it was fun. <laughs> we had a good time.
0: Yeah, you gotta imagine like some woozy ass scary shit, and it be animals uh-uh. out there—eggs, uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. animals, uh-uh. deer, rabbits. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> but see,
1: that's cute thing. Like, <laughs> if you get past all, all that though. scary shit, yeah. you could go yeah. over to like a little
0: bench and then chill. Like, it's cute. Yeah, it could be cute. We went to the neighborhood, of course. Me and um, Brian. Brian's been on the show before, and he's my gay son. And um, you know, Africano. Everybody know him as Africano boy, uh, Brian OG. And we went uh, out, and we were, we were because we're both vaccinate, vaccinated, vaccinated, vaxxed and boosted, baby. <laughs> we, we we was like, mm, do we want to be? Out and about just for real for real we mm. we kind of was kind of navigating like what was gonna be popping what we was gonna do
1: and mm. we decided
0: to bar hop but when we got to tipping around none of the bars was like pack packed. it was cool but it wasn't packed so we was like oh that's good so all of us, <laughs> we we start tipping around the neighborhood, just kind of bar hopping. Went to JR's, went to um, um, the Eagle, went to um, Crocker, went to, um, it's not called Bayou City now, but it's whatever it's called. Hamburger Mary's. And Hamburger Mary's. Hamburger Mary's, but then the, the other side there. We just went to different spots. And then South Beach is over there. So we were just kind of tipping around, but everybody was out. It wasn't. You know it's not cold in Houston. Well, today it is, but New Year's it mm-hmm. wasn't cold at all. It's like eighty something, eighty three. Eighty three. Yeah, eighty yeah, three. That's <laughs> why we. What?
2: the time. Eighty
0: three degrees. Wait a minute
2: now. Yeah. Wait it was, a minute now. Wait it was
0: a hot. minute now. You couldn't even wear your winter clothes. That's why I said on Facebook. I was like, child, when are we gonna get to wear our winter clothes, child? January. <laughs> And then it popped Mm -hmm. us today because today was like 35. It was cold, cold down. (laughs) <laughs> so anyway we tipped around oh. popped some edibles <laughs>
2: okay okay
0: <laughs> some <laughs> little gummy little edibles <laughs> that were super yes. cute so you know yeah. you know I like a little edible moment on a special occasion so that was okay. cute and we we just we just relaxed oh we went out to eat we went to Papados before we went kind of out to party and we just laughed and I brung it in with my, my child and kiki'd and laughed and you know, just just have fun. It was just a, a cute, cool, little motherfucking moment. And we didn't yeah. feel like we were just in people's face. We felt like we felt like <laughs> we was out, but not out. So it was fun. I had a- mm. So what are y'all hopes for the year? It's
1: changing habits, being consistent and disciplined. I think those things, um, more so discipline. I feel like, um, oh, discipline and um, hard work ethic combined with um, self-care. Because, cause I feel like um, sometimes when you you get to a point where okay, I'm doing this repeat repetitively, but then you wear yourself out. Then you you forget that okay, as I'm giving this all my energy, I have to replenish that energy. So just like a balance. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is facts. That's facts. Yeah. How about you, Jonathan.
2: Uh, to be like present in the moment more. Um. And just continue like healing and just understanding of things to um, yeah be present, be present in the moment, and uh, yeah, more consistency as well.
0: Mm. Yeah, mine is more joy, more happiness, more travel. My oh, that's right. My self care <laughs> regiment for myself is strong as fuck. I fucking center. When I feel like shit is too much, mm-hmm. very very proactive about my peace. If I feel any kind of vibe of like, "Ooh, this is wear me out," I yes. prepare. I do something. I you know what I'm saying. I I do what I need to do to make sure that my peace is protected, and so. You get what I'm saying? When I, tra- I, tra- I I travel, I will shop a little bit. I will go to a new restaurant. I will do something that makes me feel like, okay, this is, this is fresh. Take my mind off of any kind of stress. Um, spiritual baths, my self-care shit is on lock. Mm-hmm. I really do my thing. Marsha's plate is still here. And I'm so excited about what we're going to be doing next. What, um, you know, just opportunities that, that people are already sending us emails to do shit. So I'm just excited about what the future holds for us. So yeah, I'm just I'm just looking forward to this year. Even even. You know, with the omnicrime shit, or you know, with mm-hmm. COVID, I feel like COVID is about to be like the flu, where we're gonna have different, very, we're gonna have to just like the flu, where are vaccinated get, regularly, you know, like yeah, it's normal. I think it's about to be in that those kind of situations because people don't understand. Like the flu kills like a hundred, a hundred thousand people a year, <laughs> so it's not like it, there's something that hasn't been out here that's been kind of worded out. I think that that's what it's it's about to be. So once we get a once it's, st- it's the the vibe is less like oh pandemicy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a
2: rhythm to it. Yeah, yeah. Once yeah. there's a
0: rhythm and people, you know, it gets to we get some way back to normal in in a, in a sense. I think. You know what I'm saying? I think we can get back to, like, moving how we want to move or whatever. And I hope that this is the year that we do that. I I hope over time that we'll get to a point where we're like, oh, shit, life can get back to normal. We can kind of do what we need to do in regards to our opportunities and dreams and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah, for me, I just... I just want it to be more joy, more happiness, and more love. More Lovely. building, more friends, more connections, and just just growing. That's what I want. Yes,
2: yes, yes, yes. So
0: let us know what y'all did for the new years. Hashtags March's Play mm-hmm. and yeah, Happy twenty twenty two. been seeing a trend. And it's a I think it's a beautiful trend that's happening. And I might and because I am not in this, I'm in this, not I'm not in this community as the demographic, but I am in community with a bunch of these people. Mm-hmm. But I I may somebody may can give me some insight on what's happening. Um, but I have recently been seeing a lot of gay men having babies. You know, like, sharing their um, ultrasound pictures of their children and mm-hmm. and just having babies. And I'm like, God, I don't remember seeing that. You know, it just has been popping up often over and over and over and over. And I'm like, what is mm-hmm. happening? And I'm seeing that there is a shift around. um, I don't know. The kitties. I I, I talked about it on Twitter. The kitties are opening up to opportunities. And when I say kitties, I mean vaginas. (laughs) The vaginas are opening up. Clearly the gay men are taking advantage of it. (laughs) Because they're having, you know, biological kids versus women. And however they work, work it out. Now, I want to, I'm talking about men who identify, self-identify as gay men. I am not talking about bisexual men. They could be, they could have the opportunity to do some bisexual stuff. But I'm really, because I know bisexual men have sex with women. They have sex with men. You get what I'm saying? I know how that Mm -hmm. works. But I'm talking about the gay men, like gay identifying, you know, they say I am a gay man, but I made something work. To be able to have a child. And I have seen, I have seen that way more often recently. And I think it's beautiful and I think it's amazing. And I think it's interesting, you know, an interesting kind of like punch in the face because not punching our face, but punch in the face yes. of the people who think that like gay folks don't have children. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's like I, I I've seen this, of course, we've seen you know, lesbians and, you know, bisexual women having children. But I didn't see a lot of gay men having children. And so Mm -hmm. it's amazing. And I wanted to know if y'all have seen that trend and what y'all think about it.
2: I've definitely seen more people with children, more gay men with children. I think with gay marriage, it was like check on this like kind of official structural thing and you know what i mean because there were so many different kinds of families for like gay people and now you can have a more conventional situation and you got a whole generation plus of folks who grew up where like marriage was legal i'm an adult i'm not gonna get married i'm gonna have kids start a family do the kind of traditional hetero patriarchal thing i think that's a part of it you know um because you can
1: I think a lot has to do with um education I feel like um as we've gotten a lot of our rights and a lot of people been vocal about their identities how they feel Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't feel boxed in and so I think people are are like okay I understand this now because there there were already gay men who already felt this way but they just didn't didn't know if they were possible or if I had to fit in this box because they um gay men they still operate in a sometimes in a binary way and when I say a binary way I'm talking about like where like the mask for mass no fats no 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 mm. fms or that whole like like when like two feminine guys meet, they'll put on like this mask type of situation in order to like get each other. But then when they get comfortable, they start feeling mm. each other out. And I think now that people have changed and they're like, mm. you know, this is who I am, and people are standing up for who they are. More people are like, you know what, I'm, I am going to do pursue this. This doesn't make me less gay. This doesn't make me less than who I am or how I identify. Mm. This is something that I actually want. And people are seeing people go outside those boxes, and they're like, "Oh, this is fun! I'm gonna, I'm gonna be open too." Or not even just fun, just changing their perspective. So I think that's why.
0: And we all are learning, like widening up our our IQ, sexuality IQ, identity mm. IQ. We are all mm. kind of widening it up, and not just us as queer people, but like cishet people and the opportunities that they might can have and i can i can literally see um you know a cishet woman who is having horrible um luck when it comes to heterosexual men (laughs) meeting a cool ass gay dude and be like yo I wonder like how we can make this work and literally figuring out a way to make it work <laughs> on how like, yo, I'm getting older. The clock is ticking. And I feel like you, you, you got your shit together. We don't need to be in no relationship. We can make this, we'll figure out how to make this work. And we both will have children. And we, because you want to have children, you can have, yeah. You got what I'm saying? I feel like. Oh, they, like
2: uh, co-parenting? Yes. I can see. Oh, that's what, that okay. Okay. That's what you meant. Like specifically. Like yeah, I can hand. see
0: that I can see that happening. I can see mm-hmm. I can see mm-hmm. that now whereas in previous decades in previous um um cultural ignorance, mm-hmm. you know, g- cis women not saying that this doesn't exist at all now, but you know, yeah. cis women were too worried about AIDS and HIV. Cis women were um too worried about I I can just see a shift in something happening in how they think about gay men. I can just see it. I can hear it. And like I said, this doesn't mean all of them is this kind (laughs) of open and, and, you know, fluid. But I, I can see that there is a shift in how they think about it and how gay men think about themselves and what they can do and what's the possibility. And, and like you said, Mia, and really thinking outside of the box of what, what an opportunity is. Um, and I think, I do think a part of the culture shift is what you talked about, Jonathan, where we we are coming into our six years of having gay marriage, six years of, um, you know, multiple years mm-hmm. of us really um culturally examining queerness because i think the, with the not the advent but with the explosion of you know all of us being online it has given so many of us mm-hmm. education around our own experience around other people's experience it's just a whole different game when it comes to exposure to knowledge and so i don't know i think it's shifting i think that these are the little things that we're going to start seeing when the sh- when the culture yeah. shifts to where where we want it to be. Now, of course, there's going to be backlash. Of course, there is going to be people like, oh, my God, back in my day, we didn't see all these faggots on on, on, on the TV, in the trannies, on the TV. Yeah. yeah, We're going to have those people like that. But I'm talking about those people who are, you know, who are a little bit more open and a little bit more fluid in their, um, you know, in their senses of accepting queer people. And I think... Um, I think that's what we are seeing. We are seeing a shift in that happening with us. And one of those I think these babies these babies being created is a telltale sign of that. Do y'all think can y'all think of any other sign other than like the obvious us, us seeing more representation? Yeah. But y'all have y'all seen any other little sign that culture is shifting in 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 y'all world?
1: I, I didn't see a lot of allies from anyone. A mm. lot of it seems now I see a lot of people that are educated, a lot of people um, that are allies. Um, And it's Mm -hmm. beautiful to see, because there was a time where you didn't see that. It seemed like the hatred was so much. And now it seems like you see so many people be like, don't do that. You're ignorant. You're, you know, people are being vocal and being allies. And that's so beautiful and so important to see. I I think, I think that's something that I've really noticed. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: It's wild. I'm trying to think. It's- I think I, I agree with that. I, I think that I can see that shift in my own life because I do see myself having way more um, cishet men that I look at as friends. Like, I, I'm seeing a shift in them. Like, I started, I'm... Uh, and they're the furthest along, though, I want to say they <laughs> <laughs> They're the furthest along. But I am literally, I have, like, recently I found this guy named, Um God, what is his name? I don't know. But I used to never watch Cishet Men on, like, YouTube because mm. I always would find some kind of problematic thing that they're doing or they would have some kind of <laughs> politics I like, literally okay, have been yes. watching like a couple of cishead dudes, and I'm like, oh wow, I never did this before. Because and the reason why I'm I feel safe enough to watch these people is because they are, um, they're safe. Like they literally have had content that is pro trans. Literally have content mm-hmm. that is pro head women. Something that is that it that it just has a male feminist perspective that doesn't seem inauthentic, that doesn't seem like, oh, I'm just, trying to, I'm just trying to get the views and get the ladies on my side. I'm talking about like a, a really authentic conversation. And while I'm talking about him, I want to make sure that I mention him. On YouTube, his name is Feek the Signifier, FD Signifier. And he does just amazing content that um, he's a cishet man, married... Kids, da 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 da. But he really like he holds men accountable for their bullshit while also being tender to them in a way because he's from this. He's from their community and he understands things from a male's perspective and how they got there. But he has mm-hmm. worked his shit and he knows how to talk to them in a way that seems like a little bit more tender. And so even that, like that, just that existence of a, of a person that I would feel safe enough to listen to, I didn't have that before. Like, it felt it felt mm-hmm. good. It felt like, oh, he really is do- out here doing the work, do- holding his own people accountable. <laughs> you late. know, and of course, I've said this um, in the past couple of years. Of course, I've, I have way more cisgender women friends now than I ever have. Um, my gay male friends has shifted. I still have some of the same ones that I have, but... Um, some of them have dropped off and some of them have come in. It's just a better quality of friendship. Mm-hmm. Trans women has always been in my life. Trans women have always and always will be in my life in regards to as far as friendships. But even those friendships have gotten more um, healthier. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's I don't think I have any frenemies. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, not mm-hmm. that I ever hold on to people who I think are not um, my friend, but I don't think I have anybody in my life that is not genuinely a friend Um, that, that I consider a friend. It's just, it's such a shift in the culture and how we engage with each other, how...
2: As trans people, you mean?
0: Just, it's just so much. Yeah, yeah. Just so much yeah. in how we take care of each other, how oh. conversations, how we... even I, Just more check-ins, like more like... Before we start, um, you know, how are you doing? Like, Mm -hmm. I've I've seen that happen in um, way more conversations and on a regular basis. So those type of shifts in culture are a hint that we are going in the right direction of mental health care. in In a cultural way that is including everybody. It's so many things. I kind of, you know, I wanted to kind of bring that up and talk about that because... I have seen it as a little as a little hint that we're going in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. People, if you're listening, have you seen the culture shifting in a positive direction? And if you have, what are some of the little hints that you have seen? Hashtag Marsha's Play and tell us why you think gay men are having more babies and I specifically didn't say bye. I explained that again. I know that there are mm-hmm. by men who've been having babies. I'm talking about men who identify with mm-hmm. being gay. That's the label that they prefer to use, those type of men. Um, why do you think they're having more children than decades before? And what are some of the, you know, little small things that you've been noticing that indicate that the culture might be shifting in a really good direction? Hashtag Marshall's Play.
1: I went to see The Matrix. I actually enjoyed it. It was people trying to talk me out of going. They were like, "Oh, people said it was bad," and um, I was like, well, "Okay, well, what was wrong with it?" And they were like, "Oh, um, they said it's coming from a liberal perspective," and I was like, oh, "Okay, let's go see it." <laughs> really? It sounded like. It sounded like some bullshit. So so I went to go watch it and I really enjoyed it. Because, you know, sometimes when you see movies and you're like, damn, like, I wanted more. I wanted this. And it gave me what I wanted. Mm -hmm. So my topic is um, the idea of um, them saying that the new release had to do with um, being some type of transness because when you see mm. oh dang this is a spoiler alert so spoiler spoiler alert um if you don't want to hear no details skip this so mm. there's there's a part in um towards the um, probably like the intense moment of the movement uh, movie where you realize that um trinity and neo actually are connected like universal or some type of way that they're connected to where they are able to like be this big force. And and the way the movie is depicted, it's like Neo is like the one and it's is he has all these things. But then when you get into the tea it's like, oh no, actually Trinity is that girl. And and mm. it's not her by herself. It's them connected that brings the the power and the, and mm. the sickening of it. And and it kind of in a way they almost make it seem like they're one, in nope. the same. And so, um, people were like saying that it had like this transness type of feel because it gave you like a male perspective uh perspective and a fem- a feminine perspective. I mean, you can take it as you want, but um, some mm. people are kind of like feeling that kind of vibe. So, um, I know Dami, you've seen it, but JT, you haven't.
0: <laughs> Matrix is one of my favorite series of all time. So, it is up there with um when it comes to these kind of like multiple epic kind of movies like Lord of the Rings, um Harry Potter mm-hmm matrix those things they are up there and so these are some of my movies that i can watch I, if i'm bored or i want oh, my, we talking about self-care my self-care when i don't want to just zone out and just not think about the worries of the world i'll go i'll mm-hmm. binge watch harry potter i binge watch um lord of the rings i'll binge watch the matrix and so <laughs> i was so excited about the release of a new matrix so 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 excited it's been twenty years, and so I didn't know how they were going to, you know, how they were going to bring it back. I didn't have any expectations watching what, well, watching the whole the, the thing kind of build up till it came out. I was very disappointed that they didn't bring back Lawrence Fishburne specifically. Of course, they brought back um, Morpheus, but a, a younger version of himself, and or like a. Like a copy of himself. It, it feels like it was it was a program of Morpheus. Yeah. But it wasn't Lawrence Fishburne's character. And then they mm. di- they killed him off. And well didn't kill him off, but he 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 died or something. I can't remember when they when they showed the statue of him, of how explaining how Morpheus, the real Morpheus, died. I didn't like that. I, I don't know why I felt like if a person who was such an integral part of the story and they're still alive, you need to bring them back. I have, I, I'm very, very annoyed that they didn't bring um, Lawrence Fish. You brought everybody back except for Lawrence Fishburne, and I didn't like that. So it I'm was kind funny
1: of a, though, Diamond. Huh? It was funny though, like when he tried to, the actor that was playing him, when oh, he yeah, yeah, tried yeah. to mimic him.
0: <laughs> Yes, I, I, I love the Yaya because I like Yaya, but. I'm still annoyed that they didn't just honor who Lawrence Fishburne is. Lawrence Fishburne is a particular, you know, just a classic, yes. you know, black actor who needs to be seen, child. <laughs> I think he's that, you know, I just feel like he is a part of the the fabric of movie yes. theater, and this is a character that he created, and so in regards to his acting, what he contributed to in acting, and I hate when they shade. Our black actors and actresses, like yo, fucking bring him back. You would never. I'm trying to think of a. It's like them doing doing some kind of 20 year Lord of the Rings thing, and them not bringing Gandalf. Not Gandalf. Not nah, that's fucking Zelda. I mean, yeah, uh, Gandalf. Oh, Gandalf. <laughs> um, Gandalf. Like, <laughs> uh, Gandalf. I I love love love. They would never think about not bringing the actor who played mm-hmm. Gandalf to some kind of reunion of Lord of the Rings. They would never think about doing that. Do you see what I'm saying? So I was kind mm. of annoyed that they did it to um, Lawrence Fishburne. Um, is but, that like, what, is that the reason, like the, are those
1: the details? Like, did they do it like without him? Like, yeah. Did he want to be a part of it?
0: or He said I, he wanted to be a part of it. He never got the call to be a part of it. And I'm like, wow. Oh,
1: really? So yeah, I thought that was whack
0: and thought that was lame.
1: Oh, that is whack.
0: That did disappoint me, but I like the show, so let me watch it. That's what I that was <laughs> that's what my mind said. Let me watch it. Yeah. So as I watched it, I thought that it was if I was to rate it, I would give it a 7.5. I enjoyed it. I was I was watching it the whole time. It was exciting the way they made Neo seem like he was back in the Matrix, like back in you know back being doing a regular job and blah 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 blah. I like how they played that character, but that actually what you just described, Mia, is my favorite part of this last film that they emphasized Trinity. The movies before were focused patriarchally. Focused on Neo being the one. He is the one, da-da-da-da. But Neo couldn't, even in those, even prior to this, the, the first three films, he mm. wouldn't have gotten where he gotten without Trinity. Trinity. Trinity saved his fucking life so many times in the previous movies. So it was clear... It was a clear connection in this, in this, from this last film, that she is also the one, and and really, like you said, when you bring them together, they both make the one—the masculine and the feminine coming together—that powerful and being connected to both of them, having, um, not having, you know, and that's a whole philosophical type of deal, having. All your eggs on the masculine side ain't going to work. You got to have some feminine. Having it all on the feminine side ain't going to work. You got to have some masculine. And when you bring them together, I think within yourself too... (laughs) <laughs> when you understand that there's a masculine and a feminine energy in you and one could be dominant and another another one could be dominant but you got to embrace both of them to to really be That's your what? full self and reach your full potential power i think that that metaphor in the last film is beautiful. I think that's the direction they should have went. I think I didn't think they were going to go there. I didn't know how they were going to do it, but I think that that's beautiful. I thought that it was amazing. I thought that um the idea of that, I didn't think of it in a trans way. I I thought of it in a masculine feminine way. Now, of course, that's not disconnected from trans, but I'm just thinking about everybody, both of them, one as one representing masculine, one representing the feminine, and this just just emphasize that the feminine was just as important as the masculine. She was the one too. She wasn't just mm. the sidekick of the one. She was the one too. <laughs> so I thought it was beautiful.
1: I really liked seeing Jada Peaky. Like I enjoyed her character a lot also. Um, I didn't know that that happened with of, uh, Lawrence Fishburne. I kind of, kind of obsessed me, kind of brings down the value for me again. Also, like. Mm. The fact that he said he didn't get a call like what y'all tried right. that <laughs> right. um that's late because it was interesting i think what what also made it interesting was seeing like the evolution of the characters um what neo and uh trinity like they had like this whole lifestyle within the matrix because they weren't they weren't woke i guess and um, it would have been beautiful to see Lauren Finchburn's lifestyle outside the Matrix versus him uh, being a, um, what's it called? What's it, a program. The, an a, a agent. I was like, now it's starting to make me feel away, But I enjoyed it nevertheless. I, I enjoyed the concept of everything. Um, I do want to mm. ask you this, LJ, since you didn't mm. see the movie, because I kind of want to. I want to get your perspective also mm. just in general on the topic. Um, so my topic is with trans and some movie movies. So, like, mm. how do you feel about um that type of representation? Do you feel like um what is your what is your idea of what representation looks like in the mo- uh the movie theaters? Is it from um does it matter um if it's from a binary perspective? When mm. I say binary, like cis head, cis um um cish- people playing our parts or getting the idea from that or do you feel like it has Uh, to be um played by trans trans. people in order for it to be more substantial for trans people do you feel like that's what you want to see like that representation and does that make the movie more valuable for you for you to see a trans representation versus um a binary representation because it's still representation
2: yeah that's true that's true i mean you know i think I think there's room for both, but I do think like trans, I think it's important for trans people to play all kinds of roles and not just explicitly playing trans people. Um, but I also we don't see trans people playing all kinds of roles all the time. We don't see trans people playing cis people that often.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so, you know, if that was, I think that could be more normalized,
0: but it's not. But you haven't seen the matrix. Can you tell me why? Cause it's an old ass film. You should be on
2: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of the reason I haven't seen The Matrix is because growing up, I think I probably was in high school when it came out. Um, my mom was really hands-on about policing gender. So she didn't she was not cool if I was watching like sci-fi or action movies, even when I was younger, you know, if I was watching like Terminator, she's like, I don't want you to watch that. Things like that. Because uh, she knew I was up. <laughs> so you know since I was a kid kid you know what I mean so yeah so that's one of the reasons so like it wasn't like oh can I have a couple dollars to go see The Matrix she'd be like absolutely not
0: absolutely not what she wanted you to watch Bridget Jones Diary
2: yeah something like that
0: (laughs) really I
2: already told you my mom used to be like Oh, she's be on one, you know. I'll be on the way, on my way out the door. She'll like, Let me see what you got on, and kind of add some earrings, add add a necklace. Blah, 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 blah. So she was really, yeah. It was a thing. Yeah, she was trying to
1: condition you. The, the, the
2: totality of the situation, but it definitely was a thing. It became more of a thing
0: after I came out as uh, gay. So once you came so, out, why you didn't watch it? It's still been like uh, after I came like a out when I was. I third. came out.
2: I came out when I was in high school. So by the time that came out around my senior year, you know what I'm saying? She's not. No, 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 but
1: no, she I was not. If you don't mind me asking, because you said The Terminator and you said The Matrix. Mm-hmm. Like how those those aren't like transition type of movies, like where a woman is becoming a man. Like, I, I guess I don't know. I'm
2: just saying that. Bu- I, oh, I brought that up because it's another action. as an example of another like action film. Like even when I was like you know, a kid, kid in like elementary school for movies like The Terminator or True Lie. You know, my my mom was like, "Ah."
0: she was disruptive around that. What did she want? Give me some examples of what she wanted you to watch. What was was something that she wanted that she would be (laughs) like, sure, watch this.
2: You know, you know, I grew up on the classics, like a lot of a lot of black girls. You know, women of Brewster plays, color purple. You know, uh, you know, I was Hi. with her at the theater to see what love got to do with it. Poetic yes! justice. You know, Boys in the okay. Hood. You know, but That's at home she was just stories? yeah. You know, she wanted me to watch her stories. You know, which I did eventually. I was hooked. <laughs> one <laughs> like to live. Oh my, all my little children. one like to live. Days of
0: our <laughs> lives. General Hospital. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You what's
1: know, the classic? Um, what's the icon one? Um,
0: Young and the Restless.
1: Young and Bold the and Beautiful.
0: Oh yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, I about like and that. the Beautiful. Mm-hmm. But you know, I watched that. You know, uh, what was it Polly? You know, remember that movie with Keisha and Napoleon that came out? So she, you know, she wanted me to be more ladylike. Okay. That was That's her thing. And so, you know, after I came out as gay, it became more hands, it became more hands-on. It was more enforced. Like, because I went to art school. So she was kind of like cool with it, hands off. Cause I went to art school. I went to arts elementary school, arts mm-hmm. middle school, and arts high school. So in middle school, I'm different. I'm in theater. I'm in, you know, forensics, you know, axo, all that stuff, all that running. But then as soon as I said, I like guys and girls. It was, <laughs> you know, I still was able to wear pants since the church though. So yeah, I had to fight. I had to fight to, uh, to maintain, you know, uh, to be cool, you know, in that situation with my mom. Yeah. She was very hands-on,
0: mm-hmm.
2: not the totality, but that for her was like her thing.
0: Gotcha. Voice mm-hmm.
2: in the hood
1: must've been like a, okay. Cause mm-hmm. that's not, that's Listen, not,
2: <laughs> not to get too Boy. off topic, but like. When we moved into our new house, when we moved, we moved into a house. We used, to, we used to live in the hood. We moved into this house. It was like some kind of, something happened. I don't know, Bill Clinton made a law, but a whole bunch of government employees moved north. Black folks just started moving. Greatest generation was gone. The, uh, that generation from the 40s and stuff. So they were selling their houses. We get into the house, the, my bedroom got blue flannel, like plaid type uh, curtains. So, my mom's like, okay, we're gonna get it. I'm like, uh uh-uh, we're not changing the curtains. I bought that <laughs> one, okay? And I kept my blue plaid curtains, okay? Through and through, okay? I was gonna get me something, some kind of, you know, comfort, representation, some yeah. comfort,
0: some comfort, okay? I was to get you some pink tool. Okay.
2: Curtains. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> Because she would take open So you really
0: know you're gonna be an aka <laughs> when you leave this motherfucker <laughs>
2: Oh, oh no, no no my mom, let's just be clear. My mom was a delta, she delta some theta so already incorporated. She oh, was about to my be ready cream my, down. My, my, my first my first love will always be DST. I had this little t-shirts when I was a kid. So <laughs> let me let's I don't I just wanna be clear. About that, Hello, about that, elephants everywhere. Okay, elephants everywhere, everywhere <laughs> wearing elephants, elephants because oh, you know, I, thats thing—is elephants. Envision. I can envision. just everywhere, everywhere, top to bottom. <laughs> so right. yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> I'm getting the vibe. Okay,
2: mama. <laughs> but we were, you know, we are respectable working class folk. You know what I'm saying? We're working working class people. You know, but. Went to, you know, an older kind of mixed bougie church type of situation. So we had access to, we were around that kind of old school community kind of thing. So
0: the character that Jada Pickett Smith played, (laughs) the older character. So, you know, there was a part because you already said spoiler alert, so we can talk about it. (laughs) So there was a part where she was like. Yo, I am actually not fucking with Neo because we have worked hard. I'm an old head now. We have, back in the day when I was young, I'm like going with the one thing and, and taking the risk and da da da. I'm going to let you get the, you know, get my ship and blah, 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 blah. blah. But now I'm a old head and we done built this whole little sanctuary doing amazing things. And so I ain't fucking with y'all like that. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, no, don't bring that bullshit up in here and you stop going against my rules. She turned into the guy, um, you know, the guy that she was kind of dating. You remember when Morpheus was coming back and that guy was like, no. The dude yeah. that played on um five heartbeats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. What? He kind of turned into... <laughs> she kind of turned into that kind of authority figure where they weren't um, breaking... You know what I'm saying? They, she wasn't breaking protocol to make new shit happen. And so what did you think about her?
1: She was fighting for everything, but I think that was more so like because that was the um, the job she had. Like, that was the part that she was in. But that at the end, when they hit it, she was kind of like, damn, like... I understand it, but I'm worried.
0: Right, she's she's mm-hmm. in her comfort. I I was it, it was interesting in in that part for me because I was like she she has turned it kind of when you get older. Not for me, I haven't got that old yet. <laughs> but I feel like when you get older. You like, oh, I'm not ready for this battle, <laughs> and for in many situations, like I'm not really ready for this battle. I don't want this battle to go on, so I kind of want to just leave it, leave it the fuck alone. And you know, I don't want to rock the boat. I kind of want to just have what we have here, even if you get the warnings of impending danger that may be coming and so on and so on and so on. I think she was just in that mode of her being older and in like you said in that position of power to where she has the charge to protect what's happening and but it 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 was interesting to me to see her turn into that same kind of overprotective character that didn't want to take any risk. Especially seeing Neo come back. It would be different Prior to, um you know, previous times where Neo done proved himself to be the one, he literally had proved this nigga flying around the air. So you see him coming back, I would be like, yeah, "Okay, let me do, let me, email, let me go, go with the flow," because this nigga saved us the last time, and so yeah. uh, to see her kind of had that kind of resistance was kind of interesting so yeah
1: but it was right. kind of sweet and sour yeah
0: right
1: like, like it was it, i was kind of like damn bitch you ain't with the program you was you was down like what's what's going on like why the change but then you understood the change like the 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 um, the people she wanted to protect and stuff that she cared about it's like okay i get it art can always be interpreted differently so um, what do you think about the matrix do you think it had anything to do with transness feminine masculine or do you just feel like it had to do with like um conspiracy theory type shit where they think we're programmed and we ain't woke and we sleep type shit like where are you at with it hashtag Marcy Point. la la, 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 la,
2: la, 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 la the state of Illinois, um, they just issued guidance regarding trans athletes. And, you know, there's been a lot of talk recently about um, trans people in sports. Uh, we know about the woman who's swimming with the NCAA and stuff going down with that. So there's just been a lot of controversy. Um, but what's pretty dope about the guidance, I thought it was pretty, um, pretty straightforward by providing examples of how the schools can do positive things and examples of solutions. So for example, they talk about um, for student participation in the sports and the context of participation in sports and activities, schools should consider steps including, but not limited to, developing and implementing policies that allow the students to compete, avoiding gender-based activities, including homeroom assignments, classroom activities, school ceremonies, athletics, dances, proms, and school photos, training coaches and volunteers so that inspirational speeches, motivational phrases, and team chants are inclusive and use gender-neutral language. And then it provides examples of solutions for students and families, which is like discussing which teams and activities students want to participate in, communicating with the school about their preferred um, pronouns, um, requesting uniforms or costumes and other apparel to be modified as needed. I thought this was pretty cool. It's pretty hands-on. Um, I think I misread. I thought <laughs> I thought my topic was going to be about, um, <laughs> I thought they said uh, use gender-neutral language, but it said be inclusive and use gender-neutral language. At first, I thought it was saying use gender-neutral language. So I was like, wait a minute. Now, I thought you should use all these different gender. You don't have to just use exclusively, but I do want, um, my original question was to get uh, your thoughts on that and do you think this is something that could be used as like a framework for other places around the country. Um, Cause I think, yeah, I think it's pretty interesting that they, you know, they provide the protection but they also provide um, examples because a lot of times people change policies. Like there's some, pla- I've seen examples where people have changed the policy around like shelters and said, oh, okay, the shelters have to be inclusive. Like they've all, always been inclusive around gender identity around trans women specifically. But not gender expression. Okay, well, we change the policy. Well, we have to everybody let everybody in regardless of their gender expression. That's fine. But if you're not providing any training, any support, any education, any resources to help these institutions, you know, transition themselves so that they can provide the best support possible for everybody. Specifically, specifically for trans people, we don't want educated people <laughs> working for us. You know what I'm saying? So that's the worst um, thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I just want to get your thoughts on what do you all think about these policies, this change out in Illinois.
0: I think it's beautiful. I think any kind of thoughtful framework that and, and that people that somebody can give is the direction that we should be going. But we should also be thinking that this is a living document. This, is, this yes. is something that is going to grow. This is something that is going to be adjusted. This is something as we as probably, which I think, you know, the law or anything, um, you know, it there should be, you know, framework that is going to change, that is going to adjust, that is going to get better. And as long as the getting better means being more inclusive, being more safe, being more fair, being more just—I think that that's the direction that we should be going. And so, any state, any legislatures that um, that lawmakers that are that are doing the kind of work that gives a framework for people to use and use as an example. I mm-hmm. think that, that is going in the right direction, and long as we know yes. that hey, there may be some adjustments made, there may be yes. something um, that we didn't think about when we were writing and, and and drafting this that could come up years later, that could come up da 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 da. da. Long as we yeah. know that this is a living document and it's it's going to be um um there's going to be some changes and adjustments and addendums added, I think that that is a beautiful thing. I think that that's what we need to do. I think that that's what you know the on a federal level we need to do i think that you know uh, when they start doing state to state shit it gets it it makes shit go so long it makes yeah <laughs> it makes stuff like when we when we when we thinking about like gay marriage we was talking about earlier
2: mm-hmm.
0: there were some states that were doing it do you see what i'm saying before 2015 no, yeah. And, yeah. uh, and it's like, oh my God, if that's any indication, that. it's like, oh my God, we're going to have to go through this long-ass process for something to be protected See. on a federal level. Yes. And so, yeah, for me, I just, uh, I wish on a federal level that they will start making frameworks that people can use and adapt them um, to make it um, nation- nationwide and not just state to state.
2: hmm Mia.
1: Um, I think I think it's like Diamond said, a step in the right direction. Um, um I I love when people at least try, like she said. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's the it's just trying, even though you don't know what the fuck you're doing. It's the, yeah. the effort. Um, because I just remember being I remember feeling like a sense of a place where I was watching my peers and stuff be able to experiment and um just explore their childhood in a way as a queer um child I didn't feel like I was able to do that I felt like I was constantly constantly being corrected and mm-hmm. uh, and judged and it just it didn't feel like I didn't ha- have anybody that could protect me and then be like don't treat this per- don't treat her that way or don't treat this person that way or when I did vocalize myself, I didn't have no legislation. Like, when you think about times where you went through shit when you were younger and there was shit you can not do about it, there was nothing you can go back into to and say, hey, this is what this is, or they made this right. here. Kind of like what happened in Diamond where she, she couldn't go to prom, she had to sue them. There's so many... Thanks, so it's beautiful mm. to see people actually change i wish that they would start with the athletic athletics department sooner because i remember wanting to run track and i mm. couldn't because a bitch didn't want to play football so they want you to play football in order to because i had to play with the boys so they want mm. you to play football in order to run track. And I'm like, bitch, I don't wanna that don't make- I don't wanna run for house with these niggas. Wait until track season, bitch, <laughs> throw me <laughs> right. out there. Yeah, right. you know, I'm ready. They would that's let wild. Me. So I think that was a way, um, because in the curriculum that's what it stated, but I think there was a that was just a way of them also putting me in my place because what do we know about well from my experience growing from that, um as an adult, there were so many other adults trying to put me in my place by saying this doesn't say it legally. So legally I can do what I want.
0: Right. And I think right. when I look at the, when I look at the, I'm going through some of the examples and I was yes. talking about, I, I experienced it in the nineties and in my mind, I, there was times where people's personal like personal beliefs will come into how they treated me. And mm-hmm. you can't do
1: nothing about it. We're right. At,
0: we're at fucking right. school. And there should be rules that stop you from basing your belief. I don't care. Your God is your God. Your religion is your religion. Your beliefs is your beliefs. It should you SHIELD should treat me in, in a way that is more um. That's more inclusive and not shaded. And so there is. Here's some of the examples in in this um, this framework that they created in Illinois um, to avoid like harassing and hostile school environments for students. So one of them is developing and implementing a policy that protects all students from harassment based on gender identity. And that contains a procedure to report harassment, whether oh, no. by other students or school personnel. I think that's beautiful. Another thing implementing a process for intervening or taking corrective action when the school becomes aware that a student is being harassed because of their sex, sexual orientation, gender identity. Another thing. Revising any requirement that students provide their legal name or and or submit medical or psychological doc, doc, documents in order to use their preferred n- name and pronoun. I think Mom. these are quite simple. Like these are things that, especially that first one when it comes to harassment. Yeah. Like there is no queer person that I know that didn't deal with some type of physical harassment, verbal harassment, harassment right. that made their fucking school yeah. life fucking shitty, that interrupted yeah. them, you know, de- their environment in school. Like, I know we all have experienced that. And so mm. we have something that, that this is the protocol. Like, you as a, there, and I remember I used to come in fucking class. I remember, I, I remember I had a math teacher. He was my first, um, black male teacher period because there's not a lot of black male teachers but he was my first black male teacher and i would come in class and because i was femininely dressed (laughs) because y'all know honey this is what it is and Mm -hmm. this was not a safe class like if i come into class as a person who's queer you know the kids is gonna you know, say something jazzy, try to mm. roast you or try to say something, da 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 But I would come in this nigga class and he would be with him. <laughs> That's wild. He would be with the... He would be saying little smart-ass anti-gay mm. shit with the students. So right. And there was
1: nothing you could do about it.
0: And there's right. nothing that I could do about it. And if I went and complained, right. these same... Honey, the dean or whoever it was would say... um. Well, you know, would say something like, Well, you know, you're not supposed to dress like that anyway. You no, they wouldn't say that. They yeah. would this the, the, you added territory. Territory.
2: Listen, yeah. listen, y'all. The only thing that spared me, not saying I didn't deal with homophobic shit in high school. I definitely dealt with it more once once I got to college in Madison. But because I went to an arts high school, it was the high school where it's like that's where the gay kids went, kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's just so um. Yeah, I mean, we I, we were I was hyper aware that that experience was different than what my peers were experiencing at, in high school. So this is just yeah, this is just it's just a reminder of that, you know, having this conversation because there was their own stuff, but you knew the gay boys mostly in dance and music, you know what I'm saying? You got, you know, a lot of lesbians and da-da-da-da-da. it was just normal. Even but were they
1: protected in that space
2: people L- were like, when people they were more p- poor no people were getting more protected people were more protected because especially for the black kids because if you went to the school everybody else was roasting you outside of school for going to the gay school so it was like a safe environment in many ways okay. for folks even though people couldn't be out like me and my we had a gay teacher who was kind of like a whatever she was like a mentor person and me and my friend used to whatever her mom found out she was gay and got mad at the teacher she could have got fired. So it was like a thing. You know what I'm saying? But it wasn't, it, but in the school environment, because it was an art school, you had gay teachers in the theater department, the dance department. It was normal. And most of the academic teachers, if they weren't grandfathered in, from when before it became an art school, those were the folks who had mostly had a problem. They had to have an arts background to teach there in an the academic. So if you taught math, you had to have, uh, at least another major Or minor in the arts area To teach there That was like a part of the thing So it, cre- it created a bubble You know what I'm saying We were in a bubble
0: <laughs> Okay You know what I'm and saying that, And that's we were in a bubble. And that's legit yeah. but that's like, beautiful
1: did, yeah, did, yeah, yeah no it's beautiful
2: right? But I'm just saying Like you know It was a bubble There was this cat They used to come to school And I used to say Oh they came to school in drag Now looking back They're just coming As themselves right I'm going to use their name Just to be 100 right But uh you know, and that was normal, like, you know, you had some people that would try to roast them and, you know, every, quickly, quickly, but, oh, no, 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 we don't do that. We don't do that. The girls, no, uh-uh, that's such and such. We don't do them like that. That's them. You know, you know, you had, yeah, gay teacher, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, but people didn't say things in the 90s. So, you you knew based on, really, for the gay teachers, their gender expression, you know that was the the little you know the little t, but um, but not that saying people sense. didn't deal with bullshit because I don't know what it would have would have been like for somebody who was uh, assigned male no at other birth. Schools. Oh no, but even like a sign male at birth and being trans at the school. Like I didn't know that person personally like that. I knew a sign male, I knew uh, cisgender gay dudes at the school. I know somebody who really looked out for me and was like, bitch, you're gay when I caught the little gay hotline. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow at school. I was like, I think I'm gay. And they were like, I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> you are. Um, and they're also trans. They also transitioned later, um, uh, which was pretty cool to uh, reconnect with them. But, you know, people... Yeah, anyway, I'm just really sorry that y'all had to deal with these things. Were you from
1: uh, up north the west side of the
2: <laughs> You said where? Uh, Milwaukee. Yeah, what? Milwaukee, yeah. Wisconsin. The mill, where? the ill mill. We yeah.
1: down south. That was where... It's up south it's a...
2: up south of there. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but thank you for that, like... I just wish that we had the protections. Like, And people would be like, That's real. why are trans people always so defensive? And why do y'all right. react like that when y'all get into conflict or confrontations because of how we had to be tough by ourselves in environments where we didn't have protection from adults, in environments right. where we didn't have protection from anybody. We would just get wore out. So we had to fight adults. We had to fight children. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting worried about everybody. When everybody has an mm-hmm. experience, but from some people, yeah, and that's why. That's why a lot of girls are like, "Bitch, no,
0: right, yeah." And for me, I I wanted to go to the. We had a. I'm from the up south. I'm from the Midwest, <laughs> mm-hmm. and so there we had a school like that. It was called Ripple. and we would. I didn't get accepted in the school. And so yeah. I had to go to the hood school way out east. <laughs> and so for Some me, real it was, I'm coming into what we, uh, I'm trying to think of the school. How to? It's, it was like the ghetto fabulous. All the ghetto hoods went to that school, and so for me, it was total different. They did not. It was I had to twirl. I had to twirl every year. <laughs> I got to. You, that's just what yeah. it was. I, came, I knew yeah. that. And one time in that first semester, I was going to have to beat some tails. <laughs> yeah, so,
1: but you're not just, you Just happen. just a set,
2: just to get, just to make. Yeah, just to oh, yeah to clear the air. Once you that war,
0: ain't nobody gonna bother you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what it had to come but it, but when I'm when I was looking for the protection there was no policy that right could help right. the school even the the teachers who wanted to be protective they it, it wasn't a policy that would help me <laughs> there was you, know, nothing you know specific to us
2: you know I think the other piece one thing I really like about this and celebrate about this is that it because it provides the examples cuz again like people are so swift because trans is the hot button issue right now to pass policies with no actual teeth with no support no like actual examples like they have like more depth and meat so I really appreciate that this has these examples because a lot of times when it doesn't oftentimes it be black people disproportionately penalized and there's no like education happening there's no like there's no there's at least I've seen examples where it's like you know, uh, white folks are like, you're being anti-trans, but don't explain why don't say nothing that's because the policy says that and that don't mean nothing. Okay. And so, and that furthers for us as black people, in my opinion, right. Makes it more difficult for us to have conversations in our community, because just like with a lot of gay stuff, it gets framed as, you know, white people, trans stuff, and they want their laws and policies, not my cousin, not my brother, not my sibling, not my, you know, whoever, um but i think that's a real thing but anyway i'm just glad that they provide actual like substantive examples to not saying people not going to exploit it because white people will exploit anything so that's the thing you know what i mean but i think so that let's, helps so let's let's go through
0: some of the examples of the school solutions so mm-hmm. the examples in that they see in the school solutions it says to avoid <laughs> retaliation Against a student for engaging in protective conduct, schools should consider steps including but not limited to developing and implementing sound policy and procedures addressing student complaints, ensuring students are aware of their rights to report discrimination without fear of retaliation, and training staff on what conduct constitutes retaliation under this particular act. And to me, that is perfect because I I felt like in college, in high school, in junior high, during my th- th- those young years of my transition, I felt like these motherfuckers, these staff members were winging it. And a lot of times when they were winging it, it wasn't yes. based on rules that was actually on the books. It was based on what they think. Should happen. It what not mm, Can you mm-hmm. tell me in the? I remember you, you brought up my lawsuit suing my high school in 99. I remember my principal literally said, What you're trying to do, going to the prom in a gown, what you're trying to do is against policy because it disrupts the educational process uh, and i'm like prom is not fucking educational right like, how the fuck are and we're not even gonna be at the school this prom is a whole night activity that has nothing to do with education and so but they what are you talking about here. and so but that wasn't what it was and so when i when i bucked up against that system and one it gagged her because that's not <laughs> what the, you're mm-hmm. just you're trying to you're, you're trying making to up something you're trying to um, uh, manipulate this, this wording in this policy that y'all have to apply to me, and it's not cool. It's not okay because you're against me wearing a gown to the prom. But that's not okay. Mm-hmm. That's not how it should be. And so for this, th- these examples that they gave, it would share. It would share staff this share with the staff and train the staff that this mm-hmm. is the policy this is how it goes down this is what it, mm-hmm. this is what we mean these are who this in this this framework is meant to protect this, yeah. is what, this is what this looks like this is what we're trying to avoid these are the type of people that we are trying to protect and make them feel safe and have a safe student environment this is specifically for people who have different gender expressions different sexual orientations and you know identities this is this is this is what we're trying to protect. And so right. this is this is what this looks like. So what it does is if it's a person has a whole different belief, you know, when you come into this situation that that shit got to be um sat at the door. Samper. Yeah. <laughs> Put that you, yeah. You, you do that shit with your kids at home. Don't do please don't. But but at least <laughs> you, where you control right. your, the lives of the kids at your house. You can't do that with the kids here at our school because this is right. a safe environment for these people. And these are examples that we're going to train you. So, you know, when that little boy or that little girl come in with some clothes that you think don't really match their that identity that you want them to be, it triggers in your brain. Remember that training they gave us a couple of exactly years a year? I don't even need to play with them. <laughs> we, I'm gonna, not going to let the suitors talk shit about them. I'm not going to exactly. do anything. That could get me fired from my job. And when you put them in that kind of situation, I think it shifts the culture, the structural culture of the school system, not just the hearts. Right. It just gives them an opportunity, even if their heart is not shifted, it still protects the child. And I think that's Mm -hmm.
1: And you know what, Dami, even what you saying all that, and you giving all of those different ways that the LBG teach you can be protected, there will still be Black people who will say that that's some white supremacist type shit. And, but it gets me either you don't know your history
2: or you just part of are it. blatantly
1: <laughs> ignorant. Because how do you not come, how, do, how does that not trigger you as a Black person to see those type of policy is in pro- in place, and not remember where we come from as a black community, where there were policies that were taken in place where white people could say, "Well, the policy says that your motherfucking ass got to go to the back.
0: Right.
1: So if you come to the front, we're going to wear you out." Because Jim Crow said, "How mm. do you not? How does that not? How do you not get that? Of course, of course." I'm not saying like you. All, the 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 other side likes to say that I'm comparing slavery and the things that happen to black people to to the freedom. Uh, I'm sorry to the the things that LGBT people go through. Of course not. However, I'm, I'm just talking I about.
2: I, I mean, are you talking about the same people.
1: There are well, well, when I when I'm talking about. I'm not, we didn't go through slavery, so I'm. I am I, I That's what I'm. That's what I mean when I say that I'm not comparing that to that because it's not the same. 400 years of black people or more actually in rural areas, you know, being, being tortured, being, being conditioned certain ways, it, it, it doesn't compare to what LBGTB. And of course we have, have had that type of issue also, but anyways, I'm just saying that, how do you not get that as a minority? Like, how, no, no, no. how, I don't, think you, the how don't you, you see that? Needed.
0: I think the connection you
1: just no, saying, with Jim
0: Crow, that was a parallel, that was a perfect parallel. I right. Think that and that, that's what
1: I'm saying. Yeah. But still there'll be black people who will be like, oh, you're just you're just trying to pander or you're just trying to say stuff, and and I see that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think yeah. like you said, it should trigger. It should be like, how could you not see this? It's like, yo, yeah. this is the pa- no, these are not exactly the same, but the parallels are the exactly the same.
2: Yeah, I, I yeah, I agree. And I think, like, yeah, I think it's like the par- the parallels are the same, and the controlling around LGBT people, the controlling around, in particular, well, controlling around all women's bodies, cis women, trans women, controlling around all this shit, this abortion shit, all this, shit, all of it, it's still connected and leading back to controlling black people. Period. Regardless of if that, black person is cis, trans, <coughs> non-binary. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all connected because they're trying to unpin all of that framework. That's what we had those conversations about the course. All that shit's connected to getting back to the source, which is controlling black people. We are roaches. They can't get rid of us and preserving a white race type shit. You know saying? It's, it's about clear, control. Black people
0: did go through slavery. We just, our stories was just erased. That's us,
2: too. That's us, too. We were there and we are here you know but the i think the more we are able to find those combos it's better like when they talk you know? about
1: that they're talking about like the <clears throat> the entire lbg community including white people
2: but their default so is white which is some bullshits. that's where i got a problem
1: right right
2: you know their default is white and some of that is because they're conditioned to think the default should be white. And that's a part of the problem because white people want them to think the default <laughs> is, is white so they can be different, too. You know what I'm saying? And that's fine. But that's not but okay in a way. It.
1: Like, it's not OK. I, in a way, I kind of feel sorry for them because I you know? get it. Because there's, if you don't act a certain way or if you don't have certain accreditations or certificates or things, Classism plays a big part in the way you perceive and the way you're able to move mm. in, this, mm-hmm. in this world socially. So I get it, but then I don't. It's sweet and sour
0: for me. I, I, and for me, yes, if I'm a white person trying to compare the two I can see you having that pushback. I'm a black queer person. Exactly. You get what I'm saying. So this this, this, we're not gonna have a situation where both can be true. In the (laughs) game, like Dave Chappelle, and erasing black experiences from the LGBT um, narrative, like period, and the 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 slavery narrative, like it's Mm -hmm. you, you can't. I can, as a black queer person, I can make those kind of comparisons and show you those kind of parallels because you wouldn't have the rights. Like we what we have learned with the exposure of the Polly Murray story, what you have right. learned is the rights that you have right now as a black person. Period. Were the yeah. foundation of a queer person's thought process in connecting the dots because they had the vantage point to see those different perspectives, how this translates in gender how this translates in race how this translates in being trans and being queer being this person like she literally they literally created the framework because of the the vantage point that they fucking had and we are allowed as black people black queer people to show you and point out the parallels now a white person yeah. You Definitely. know, I can see you pushing back because you ain't, you don't make them fucking parallels because you motherfucker, you ain't exactly. experienced um black queerness. You ain't mm-hmm. experienced that life. You experienced mm-hmm. white queerness and that's a whole different, different
2: thing. Yeah.
0: Very, Very different, different realities. Reality. But there's going to be a whole different impact that race brings to our experiences as a queer person. So, uh, so yes, push back on white motherfuckers.
2: Cool, right? <laughs> exactly. Do what you got to I do. Queer
0: people who are trying to make that parallel, but us don't play. Don't play in my face mm-hmm. because you wouldn't have the rights that you have today, women or black people, without that queer perspective really setting the the framework of what we have. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I totally don't get when people try to give that kind of pushback and when it comes to that parallel, but. Mm-hmm you are right, Mia, it should trigger something in you if you were a cishet person, it should trigger some cishet black person, it should trigger something in you like, oh, I remember when we were, the history of us fighting and trying to get um, rights and some type of normalcy in Mm. living with dignity and living with our humanity respected, that they had to make these policy changes and there literally were white people trying to um, um work around the policies until we got until we fix them or until even shit even to this day they trying to work around the policies. Listen,
2: that's that's what I was about to say and we currently live in under conditions together that aren't in law necessarily as black people are connected to policies regardless if you trans or not, regardless if you you know what I'm saying queer or not in the hood in our various communities across the country, we all living in these fucked up conditions. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like you should you should get that shit too, because it's in the past and it's now. It's like now, yo, now currently, doesn't this suck? <laughs> don't even look doesn't, back. At the, do, doesn't doesn't it suck just to look go right to the, now, listen? Listen, don't it suck to go to the gas station and the gallon of water is four dollars, but the soda is a fucking dollar and a motherfucker working there won't eat any of that shit that they sell?
0: Don't it suck that you Fuck are that. in the hood <laughs> and your school's exactly. in your hood. Don't got yeah. the money to give your, your kids proper education. They're exactly. not paying their teachers in your hood <laughs> that exactly. your kids got to go to. It doesn't that suck. That's a positive exactly. problem. Yeah. Exactly. Like, exactly. It it's suck? a lot of sucky ass shit. Yeah. It's like
2: we're we experiencing this shit with you plus this other bullshit. I mean, come on now. <laughs> yeah, that's just what it is uh, This was a great conversation Yes, Illinois is doing the thing What do you all think about this framework? Uh, have you seen anything similar to that? you think it would be a framework across the country? Hashtag Marsha's Plate
0: Before we go I want to um, Let everybody know That last episode was the last episode that you will be hearing from Z. Z actually stepped down um, today and he will no longer be on Marsha's plate. It will just be me, Jay, and Mia. And we want to thank him for um, his contribution to the show and whatever endeavors that he is on the journey to explore um you know i we wish him the best and you know we love you z and yeah it's been an amazing ride for this past four years Mia
1: yeah i i wish him the best yeah i know i'm reliving with the nigga so um <laughs> <laughs> i'll be here to support chick but it is the we're here it ain't
0: yeah we wanted everybody to know that it literally had nothing to do with Jonathan coming on. um he you know, he just he does he doesn't have the passion for it, and he um wants to move on to something else. and that is you know, that is totally legit, and we want to support him in, yes. in that journey. Yes. yes. So, thank you for the yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah, thank you, Z. Like That's what I want to say. Thank you, you Z. You know, in this situation,
2: I, yeah, I was going to say thank you, Z. I appreciated his voice uh, on the show um, yeah, as a listener. You, you definitely, you
0: as a host, but you're not new as a listener. So, right, I'm not
2: new I'm, as a listener.
0: Can yeah. You talk about um, Z's voice on the show for you as um, a black masculine person.
2: Yeah, I've definitely appreciated, have appreciated Z's voice over the years and perspectives. Um, As someone who's a little older, it's refreshing to hear uh, a younger person's voice, a different voice person. I always appreciate the different perspectives that um, Z would bring uh, stuff to the table, how they would bring, how he brings stuff to the table and the questions that he would ask. Um, So, yeah um I'm going to miss his voice and I appreciate his voice uh as a listener in short short term um as a co-host um but yeah yeah thank you Z
0: yeah, seriously one of my one of my favorite episodes was his father's episode that is literally one of my favorite mm. episodes that we did it was a beautiful experience i felt like um i learned something about myself in that situation where I was like, God, I've come a long way because I, I could not have done that in my 20s. I could not have done that in my, um, shit, early 30s because I would have been so rude, so nasty and so rude to somebody's <laughs> parent who was misgendering them or you mm. know I, I wouldn't have had the patience to deal with it in my younger years. Um, and so being able to sit in and watch him engage with his father and really push back and and support him in pushing back on that kind of um that language mm. that his father you know that you know that kind of Christian type of stuff being there to support him in that situation was a beautiful experience for me one of my well definitely one of my favorite episodes um on the show you and his relationship, y'all mm. being so open, yes, and, yes. Know, yes. talking about some of the problems that y'all was having, so one I remember. You know, it was so powerful to me to for in the beginning for y'all to be having that issue where, you know, he would be kind of walking away from you when you would be getting clocked, and then for y'all to be in a whole different space four years mm-hmm. later and where you're not even having any of those kind of issues where there was that kind of we literally have seen him work through internalized transphobia and get to where he is now where y'all are in (laughs) like a really loving open uh open communication when it comes to y'all relationship and i think that's beautiful even some of our personal conversations where you know you share what was going on and y'all have just come so far and and seeing that transformation on um, March's Plate was also powerful too. I have not seen um that display of a trans on trans relationship. Yeah. And have those kind of intimate conversations. So um I appreciate, I, I definitely appreciate that and appreciate um that contribution yeah. to the show because I never, you know, when we when y'all started dating, it was really at the beginning of March's Plate. So it wasn't. It was wow. it, there was no yeah. plan of that happening that a whole thread of
2: I see yeah.
0: content that we we didn't wow. know was gonna come um so that was nowhere near the plan because it was supposed to be three trans women first of all three big fat <laughs> brown trans women <laughs> and Mia came in <laughs> and then brought Z in all at the same time and so um because the other two girls um fell off. And so none of this, none of where we have gone, I could have um, planned and it would not have happened if y'all weren't so open and honest about y'all feelings. And I know how difficult that can be in relationship exchanges because relationships is tough just dealing with them, but just being, having, sharing it with the world and hearing people's opinion, hearing people treat about it, hearing people do, you know, have all, you know, their input in the situation. I think that, You know, I think that was amazing. So I appreciate um, y'all for doing that. And I think that that was, for me, that was Z's major contribution.
2: I appreciated his honesty and vulnerability on the show and just bringing a different voice in my statement before transitioning to being around LGBT work, you hear the same, a lot of the same people, same panels, same same similar narratives. Yeah. So it's just really refreshing to not only hear like, okay, this younger person, and just also arc on what we were talking about earlier, just so many things changing, their reality being so different in their 20s. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And just, they're just, you know, but their honesty and vulnerability was appreciated as a listener um as a trans person as a trans masculine person
1: yeah yeah i would say that's what i was going to say i enjoyed disease transparency sometimes it was too motherfucking much but but, (laughs) but yes i i really enjoyed his transparency and it it um at one point it seemed therapeutic but like you said with the comments and stuff it would um even though we knew what we were getting ourselves into um, with our transparency and openness to the public and people, you know, saying things is still kind of like at home, like, Hey, you know, like, I feel bad about this now. I feel like I'm being shamed. And like, you know, mm-hmm. there were a lot of things that we did with, um, internally where we were like, we're going to grow from this. And we accept the constructive criticism because that's something we put ourselves into. And I just, I, 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 I enjoy the growth with him being here and outside of it. And um I'm excited for the future. I'm I'm happy for where he's going up with his life and for and I must support his endeavors, of course.
2: And um
1: yeah, I I I really appreciate the what he's contributed to the podcast also.
0: Well thank you, Z, for the years of c- contribution and yeah, we will Love you forever. Thank you. And make Thank sure that y'all let us know what y'all loved about Z being on the show. And hashtag Marches Play. And I think we can end the show on that. Thank you, Z. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. We will see y'all next week. Peace.
1: That's diamond s t y L Z at gmail.com.
0: And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. You gonna say bye, Mia?
1: Yeah? Oh, bye, y'all!
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing's gonna be alright. Oh, right. oh, don't you worry about a thing. Maybe Maybe it's gonna be gonna be. Be.